How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Under the Scene. It's the third episode. I'm Sebastian, and today we'll be diving into the year of 2021 and my most anticipated films for this year. Uh, 2020 had a wide range of films that were planned uh, for release, but sadly were postponed due to the global pandemic that happened, and we are still in. Um, So because of this issue that we ran into last year, uh, there's reports of 89 films in total that are supposed to be released in the year of 2021. Um, I will not be diving into every single film because there's some films I don't know much about that I'm not that excited for. But I will be going through, I believe I have a list of 13 films of those 89 that I'm excited for and that I want to see this year uh, really bad. Now, who knows if these films are actually going to be set to be released. Some might, some might not. Um, I know they've already pushed back a couple release dates, so we'll see what's happening uh, with the future of this year and films. But I am very excited. I know Netflix has a program where they're set to release a film every single week of this year, which is absolutely phenomenal for Netflix. That's insane that they're planning on that. So I know we're going to get new content anyways, but for some of these major films that are be, uh, being set to be released in theaters, uh, who knows if we're actually going to see them this year or not, if they'll be postponed even further, but uh, fingers crossed they won't be. Uh, before we get into this, uh, I'd like to just once again thank everybody for their support throughout this uh podcast so far i really really do appreciate it all of the support um uh, i'm just gonna ask to please continue the support i really appreciate it all uh follow us on social medias instagram and twitter are both at underscore under the scene as well as you could uh follow the facebook page under the scene and then we are on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify under the scene uh please subscribe on apple Podcasts. drop a rating uh, and any feedback uh, is very much appreciated as well as i am going to be taking requests if you guys have any questions any topics you want to be talked about any films or tv shows you recommend uh leave me a tweet uh message on any social media and um i'll get back to you and uh hopefully it'll be featured in a future podcast So to start off this list, uh, these will be in order of release date as of yet. They are in no specific order as to what I'm most excited for. This is just for release date wise is the order I went with just because it'll make more sense as you know uh, what to expect first throughout the years. Um, We're actually starting off in February. I kind of skipped over January. We did have a release come out this year that... I wasn't aware of uh, Outside the Wire. It is on Netflix. Um, Haven't seen it yet. I'm planning on seeing it, but uh, as if I haven't seen it, so we're going to jump into uh, February 2021 is the the first film that I'm going to say I'm semi-excited for. Nothing that it's like I really want to see this film, but it's something that I'd be interested to see just to see what what their take on it is. It's uh, Cinderella. Now, Cinderella, we've seen the animated version from Disney. It's an old, um, you know, story that was told. So Disney, of course, made their version. We've seen a live action version. Well, we're getting another live action version. <clears throat> but this time it is featuring uh, Camila Cabello, who is starring as Cinderella, who we all know is a talented singer. Um, the take on this is, of course, a modern musical and also supposed to be a romantic comedy um, as well. So that that's a bit interesting. It's not going to be your typical fairy tale story it's it's going to be a romantic comedy version 
some key points here that I noticed. It's got James Corden involved. I believe he's the producer as well as a character in the film. I believe he's playing one of the uh, three mice there. Um, he's involved, and I feel like because of that, it's going to be a lot like um, Into the Woods. And not I wasn't a big fan of Into the Woods, and if it's something like that, I'm kind of worried, and that's why I'm kind of excited to see this film. It also features uh, amazing cast such as Billy Porter is involved, Indina Menzel, uh, John uh, Mulaney, James Corden, as I said, and even Pierce Brosnan is set to be in this film. So I'm excited. Uh, we're gonna. I'm expecting uh, kind of like uh, even an Enchanted animation where we're gonna have live action mixed with uh, that kind of animation of animals. So I'm excited to see how that takes uh, takes place, as well as there is a director and writer, uh, Kay Cannon. Uh, she is the writer and director of this film. I believe this is her first actual time directing, so it kind of makes me excited to see what she does with the film on that aspect. She's written for Picture Perfect, uh, all three of them. So she's been in the theater business for that part, but this is her first time directing. So I'm excited to see where she goes uh, from from there. On this film other than that um, not not so so hyped up for this as it as it's a big blockbuster but I am excited it also is done by Sony Pictures and Columbia Pictures so it's their version to take uh, the classic and turn it into something hopefully different as well as something something good so that's the main uh, film coming out in February uh, like I said I'm excited but not super excited um, don't know if I will you know, if it is in theaters and we're allowed out at that time, I don't know if I'll be rushing out to theaters to go see it. I might, of course, wait till it's free on a streaming service or anything like that. But as of right now, um, it's on my list as one of the most anticipated films just because it's Sony's version of uh, a classic of Cinderella. So we'll see how that goes. Also, I believe it's Camila Cabela's first time acting in a role. I could be wrong on that, but I believe it's her first feature-length film so i'm excited to see how well she acts we all know she could sing i want to see if she can act um so that's cinderella coming out in february um next up i have the king's man <clears throat> set for march of 2021 so it seems we're getting a movie per month at least uh which is good uh, the Kingsman, if you haven't seen the first two films, uh, it is uh, the Kingsman franchise. Uh, you have the first film, which was 2014, The Kingsman, uh, The Secret Service. As well as in 2017, we had The Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Um, first one was better than the second one. Obviously, sometimes sequels do flop. It is a known pattern in Hollywood. But uh, overall, it was a great series. It followed a Secret Service agency, kind of like 007 stuff. But this was more of a, a gruesome take, more comedy. Um, it follows, um, again, the English in their Secret Service. Uh, service sorry. <clears throat> and this one here, the third film coming out, isn't actually a sequel to The Golden Circle. They are going further back in time, and we are getting a prequel um, which I'm very excited for. This is set in 1900s, and Ralph Finians is the lead in all of this, and he is set to uh, to showcase how a group of ex-soldiers formed the spy agency known as the Kingsmen. So it's very, very excited for that one. Matthew Vaughn, uh, the director and writer, is back. 
in the seat and he's going to be making the third film for this they also are on record of apparently making a third film which is supposed to be a sequel to the golden circle we're just getting a prequel now uh which i i hope it's really well done um it's going to be a different take at least and not follow the same people so we're getting a different perspective of things and just how it opens up the the series of kingsman so um i'm i'm really excited on here um we do have Stanley Tucci, who's involved, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Matthew Good, uh, Gemma uh, Arterton is in this as well, uh, Ralph Finians, like I said, so it's a pretty big cast, and um, very excited to see where this leads, um, if we get another prequel after this kind of thing, like a follow-up to The Kingsman, or if it's going to lead straight into uh, the first film, we'll see from there, but... Uh, of course, we don't know any spoilers. There was a trailer uh, released for this, um, so you can go check that one out. Um, very excited for that. Uh, that one is definitely one on my on my top end of the list um, compared to Cinderella was. Next up is one that was supposed to be released last year, and I was very upset that it wasn't just because you know I was very much looking forward to it. We have no time to die, which is actually the twenty fifth film. Uh, set up for the James Bond franchise. It is Daniel Craig's fifth, and you know, it it's rumored that it is his final turn as 007. So this might be his last movie as him. But uh, it is a 25th film. I'm very excited for this one. Uh, he is returning, as well as some other key characters are coming back, as well as some new faces are involved, uh, which I'm very excited for. So. This movie, uh, we know a bit more about these movies. Uh, James Bond is now, he's left active service. He's retired. But his uh, his retirement is short-lived when Felix, um, an old friend from the CIA, who we uh, have seen in Casino Royale, uh, he comes back and he is asking for a hand uh, from James Bond uh, with some new villain that is in the film um we got an incredible cast in this film we have daniel craig of course returning as james bond we have ralph finians as m we have uh rami malik who is playing the uh the villain we have christopher uh, christoph waltz is in this film we have uh some other returning cast such as um what's his name who's playing felix uh, is it jeffrey wright I believe Jeffrey Wright is back as Felix, and we also have, uh, I apologize if I'm butchering this name, uh, Leah Sado, who she's coming back from the last film with James Bond, as well as we're getting a new face, Anna de Armas. I apologize if I'm butchering that name as well, uh, but she is in this film, uh, so that's cool. Bit of a plot twist with this one, we are getting, um, in the trailer, we see a female James Bond um oh female 007 agent i should say not a female james bond we are getting uh a new james bond in this film uh, it's uh captain marvel's lashana lynch if you haven't seen uh captain marvel she plays her you know basically like a co-pilot or best friend um in captain marvel uh, brie larson sorry her best friend um so she is the newer 007 agent and um who knows what's going to happen with that because 
Daniel Craig now is coming back as James Bond. We don't know what's going to happen with her and himself uh, at the end of this film. So I'm very excited for this. It is set for April uh, of 2021. It was pushed back from last year. Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't get pushed back. I'm hoping they release it somewhere big because I'm very excited for this. And it's also bringing on True Detective director uh, Carrie Fugnaga. And he's taking the lead on this film. So hopefully it's very good. I saw the trailer and it looks really, really good. Um, so I'm very excited for this one. Daniel Craig is is definitely one of my favorite uh, James Bond um, of all time, I'd say. Um, you have, you know, your, your, your popular ones. Um, but like Sean Connery, of course, uh, who, of course, sadly passed. But... Um, he, of course, is up there, but Daniel Craig is uh, is really good um, at the role. I know he comes out and says he doesn't like the role, but I know a lot of people that truly do believe he is one of the best. Uh, I also like Pierce Brosnan, but um, Daniel Craig is, I think, in my eyes, number one on the list, uh, just because that's who I grew up with as James Bond was Daniel Craig. So that's coming out in April. Very excited for that film. Hopefully that one doesn't get pushed back again. Um It'll be very, very, very annoying. Uh, next up is in May. Uh, this one is, uh, I know, a fan favorite for a lot of people. We have Black Widow set for May of 2021. This is supposed to be the first film that kicks off Phase 4. Um, another film that was set to be released last year that got pushed back is Black Widow. In a way, I feel like this movie is just being forced. Um, but it is on my list because I am excited to see it. Like I said, first film of Phase 4, so of course we're going to go watch it. It features uh, Scarlett Johansson coming back, obviously, as Natasha Romanoff. And we see her family now. I believe it takes place in uh, Russia. I believe that's where it is. Um, you have an incredible supporting cast, such as David uh, Harbour. Rachel Wise and um, Florence, I believe her last name's Pug or Puh. <laughs> I'm probably butchering that last name and I apologize. Um, but it's an incredible supporting cast, um, a lot of names. Um, there's also rumors that Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye will be making an appearance. Who knows? Um, we will have to wait and find out for that one. Thank God we don't have to wait too long. The good news with Black Widow is there's a potential it could be released on Disney Plus if they decide to go with it. Um, we've seen Mulan be released on Disney Plus, so it wouldn't surprise me if they do something like that. Just because they've done it before. Um, it may be a paid film, so you might have to pay. Um, I know here in Canada it was about $30, $34, I believe, to watch Mulan. And then, of course, if you waited a couple months, it was free. So... We will be getting it for free eventually. Black Widow will be out on Disney+. Plus. Not so excited for this film just because I feel like it's out of date. Um, I know this film's supposed to be taking uh, place in between Civil War and uh, Infinity War. And by all means, they could do it. It's a prequel um, in a way. But I do feel like she deserved her own film a while back. Um, we did see... Black Widow first came out in 2010 and then in 2012, uh, 2010 being Iron Man 2, 2012 being uh, the first Avengers film. We see her there, but she never actually got um, a solo film. Now, neither did Jeremy Renner, of course, as Hawkeye, but 
in a way I feel like they both deserved more of a film. Um, of course, Black Widow had a bigger role in Iron Man 2 than Jeremy Renner did as Hawkeye and Thor. Um, I feel like it's just Marvel's way of saying these guys don't have, you know, power such as, you know, Thor being a god, Captain America being, you know, the first actual superhero soldier, Hulk with uh, gamma radiation, all that stuff, Iron Man with his suit. So, of course, they're not as powerful as everybody else so i maybe that's why marvel never just thought people wouldn't want to see a solo film i don't know where they're going with that but um we never got one and i feel like now they're just pushing it out kind of thing so i'm not going to spoil of course what happens to black widow if you haven't seen endgame um but i just feel like this prequel uh she should have got a standalone film a while ago and we're getting one now uh, I also believe Black Widow is set to feature Tackmaster as the villain. Now, I know a lot of you people probably don't know, but I believe that's who that is. I could be mistaken. We didn't really get a clear description on who it is. Uh, of course, you could look it up and find out theories and and um, explanations and everything. But I believe it's Tackmaster, um, who's a pretty good villain. Uh, so I'm excited to see how they do with that. But I'm not going to be jumping on my seat to go rush to see this one um i'm just not that excited for it but we will see how it does and uh we will be watching it anyways uh next up we have another film coming out in may this is another one that i feel like <laughs> i feel like they're just um i don't know it's uh the next film that i'm gonna be talking about is fast and furious 9 so that sadly is on the list why I do say sadly is I just feel like these films are being pushed out now um, because they are entertaining in a way, but as a story, they're just so far-fetched and it's becoming so ridiculous and I'm not getting as excited as I used to to see these films in a way. Um, I stopped enjoying the films realistically after Fast and the Furious uh, 5, Fast 5. Um that to me was realistically the last good one that involved a good story, good action sequences. It could be semi-realistic in a way. I enjoyed it as a whole. Um, where after that, it started getting outrageous and just like... They started off with the first film being Street Racers um, and stealing, you know, I believe it was like uh, electronics they were taking from a truck. Um, that was their whole gig. Uh, Vin Diesel and his crew, but as we progressed, like, <sighs> even 4 was a bit f a bit fetched, but it was still entertaining enough, same with Fast 5, they were robbing uh, a bank from Brazil, stealing a safe, like, that was reasonable, then after that, 6, 7, 8 were just out of this world, don't know where it turned from, um, they went from street racing to high-tech heists, and it was just a big gap. Um, obviously they did it for a reason because illegal street racing was, yeah, maybe it was popular back then when the first Fast and the Furious came out. Um, but if you were to show a film like that now, like if you were to make Fast and the Furious now, it wouldn't be as popular. So obviously they've made this turn for a reason. It is working because the franchise is, you know, uh, making millions and millions of dollars off these films. Um, so obviously they are doing something right in a way, but as someone who's seen all the films and they go from a certain thing to a drastic turn, it's just something I didn't like. Obviously, I still go watch the films. I still do enjoy them, but 
as a Fast and Furious series and franchise. They're just not the same as they used to be. Um, so this one, it's Dominic Toretto and his crew again. Um, they are featured in this film that has crime, adventure, anti-terrorism, of course, and um, big thing about family once again. So director Justin Lin is back. He's done Fast Five, Fast Furious Six, um, which were great films, like I said, but Six was where it started getting far-fetched for me. Um, but he did do a good job. He turned the budget on the film and ended up making a major profit on the films following from Fast Five and on. So he was that turning point for the series and it ended up uh, helping them out in a big way. Uh, so it, it's still interesting to see what they do with this film, but watching the trailer, it does look really far-fetched <laughs> again so in this one uh there's a new villain of course played by john cena which is dominic toretto's brother which i feel here they're fetching for an idea as well because watching the first film and on there's never any mention of a brother not that i'm aware of i will have to go back and and watch the films once again to to clarify that but i don't remember a brother ever being mentioned uh once uh, so they're fetching an idea there. And of course, John Cena, same build as Vin Diesel. Apparently they're the exact same person. Um, <laughs> so, you know, in eight movies, we never hear of a brother. And all of a sudden in the ninth one, hey, there's a bad guy and it's your brother. Uh, a bit much. A lot of the action sequences that we see in the trailer uh, are very unrealistic, as most of the stunts have been in past films. Uh, we also see the return of Han. So if you haven't followed the series since Tokyo Drift, don't know uh, where you've been. But of course, Tokyo Drift, we've seen uh, Han dies. Um, he has been back in past films as they were before Tokyo Drift. So I believe 7 was the turning point where it was back to normal timeline now. Um, so we know Han's dead, but number 9 apparently comes back, which... <laughs> I don't really know where that where that's going with that one, so we'll see how that goes. That's that's all we really know from this film is John Cena is the main villain. They gotta stop him. It's all about family again, and um, ac action is out of this world. It's it's universal. They don't really screw up, but just for me, who's enjoyed the films previously, they're just getting far fetched at this point. Um, so this date that they're set to release originally was set for Fast and Furious 10. So we are expecting another film. There are reports that they're supposed to be going to the moon. And if they do go to the moon in Fast and the Furious 10, they've reached next levels of, I don't know. It's just, I'm not excited if they go to the moon. Um, it's at that point, it's just going to get really uh, uh, ridiculous. And it seems to be working for them, but... As the storyline itself, they're just ridiculous. So, of course, it's going to make my list just because I enjoy the series. But, again, it's nothing now that I'm excited for. If it was Fast Five coming out, I'd be more excited. But I'm still going to watch it for the entertainment. But as a story and something that I enjoyed watching and I loved, it's, it's no longer at that standpoint anymore. Uh, so that's it for May. And we're moving on to June. June, I'm very excited for. June, we have Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So that's set for June 2021. Uh, very excited for this. We don't know much about this film. 
besides the fact that it's going to be featuring Tom Hardy coming back as Eddie Brock, uh, who did fantastic in the first film, I must say, as well as uh, Woody uh, Harrelson coming in as Carnage, who we have seen in the um, ending end credit scene, basically, of Venom, was Woody Harrelson as Carnage, uh, who we see him in the prison, who Eddie is uh, interviewing, and the whole movie is going to be Carnage versus Venom. Now, Carnage is a fantastic character to bring into the series so quickly. Um, Sony did a fantastic job with Venom, I believe so, in my eyes. Um, they haven't really screwed up yet, so keep that going uh, with their standalone villain films now. They're doing fantastic on that, so why not? Uh, don't stop there. And that's basically all we know. There's not much to go off of besides it's going to be a Venom vs. Carnage, a very classic story. And um, <coughs> hopefully um, hopefully they don't, they don't mess up. I, I feel like they can't. But um, as I've said before, sequels usually do tend to flop. So uh, who knows what can happen. But you're coming off a great film. And... I wasn't crazy about the villain in the first film, so I'm expecting a better villain now, and hopefully we can slowly get into Sony converging. Uh, not, well, <clears throat> I guess so. They hopefully they combine now with Marvel and start adding characters and and mixing the universes. Um, it might be far fetched to do that right now, just because the age difference between Eddie Brock and Tom Holland is it, it's it's a pretty big age gap where. <clears throat> in the comic books to roughly the same age so i'm excited for this one but uh again still skeptical uh still skeptical on it just because um there are, it can go wrong <laughs> so that is coming out for june very excited for venom 2 let there be carnage um and hopefully there's a lot of action in that one uh next up is july um as you know, I mentioned in the last podcast, um, Hollywood tends to do sequels, uh, reboots, as well as movies based on video games and board games. Here's a prime example of that. In July, we have Uncharted coming out, uh, another film uh, coming out from Sony based on their popular video game franchise, Uncharted, uh, which has four uh, in the main line, as well as a, another series, uh, I believe. I forgot, is it Uncharted, some like a Legacy, I believe, is the other one. But I do know there's Uncharted 1 to 4, um, and then a fifth game after that. Um, very popular series on PlayStation. It's a PlayStation exclusive, so of course Sony's going to make a film about it. Uh, it's an, if no one knows what Uncharted is, it's... Basically like an Indiana Jones style action adventure video game, but this will be the, the same thing on a film. And um, this one has been floating around in development for more than a decade. There's been rumors of Nathan Fillion that should be playing the role because sounds like him and semi looks like Nathan Drake, so it would be a perfect fit. Um, did I, is it Nathan? Did I get that name right? Hold on. Saying that again, I have to now confirm. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. So, uh, he was room. Sorry, wait. I have to make sure. That now I'm. I'm making sure I got this right. 
Didn't know he was Canadian. Yes, so Nathan Fillion was rumored to play Nathan Drake. He did do a clip it. If you go on to uh, YouTube and type in Uncharted Nathan Fillion, there is a clip it where he plays Nathan Drake in a video game styled uh, little production there. It was really well done. Um, and he is perfect for the role. But Sony's taking a turn to do a prequel version before the video games came out, basically, which features um, Tom Holland, who is a very popular actor now ever since he got the role as Spider-Man. He's been flying through the roof and making movies, so he is set to do uh, Nathan Drake as a younger version, as well as Mark Wahlberg has also signed on to co-star as Sully. Uh, which I'm very excited for. Um, um, I feel like he'd be a perfect fit for Sully, especially those two working together. I could see it being uh, very well done. Uh, so very excited for that. This is set for, like I said, July. And it also features Antonio Banderas is set to be in this film. So I believe he's probably going to be the main uh, bad guy in this film. Uh, we don't know much about it. There's been no trailer. And the only bit of description we have is the story is a prequel to the video games. And it stars Tom Holland as a young Drake. Showing us de uh, details of how he came to meet and befriend Sully. That's all we know about it. Um, uh, Ruben uh, Flisher, if that's how you pronounce it, is set to direct. Um, he's done movies such as... I don't believe anything major, major. Uh, Zombieland is probably his biggest, biggest stuff. Yeah, I would say Zombieland is his biggest films that he has done. And now he's set to do... Um, now he's set to do Uncharted. Did he do Venom? Let me look that up real quick. Venom. Okay, so he did. Uh, he directed Venom as well, so that would that would top Zombieland for me. So Venom is probably his uh, best movie he's done, and now he's on set for Uncharted. Um, very excited for this film, hundred um, percent. This one is probably top on my list as well. I love playing Uncharted video games. They are one of the best that Sony's made, just under Jack and Daxter for me. Um, as uh, their video game. So very excited to see what they do with this. Um, hopefully this doesn't get postponed. Um, other than that. That's all we know. I can't really go on much. Because we don't know much about the story itself. Just that. It is a prequel to the video games. And um, we'll go from there. Um, very excited. So hopefully we get a trailer soon. As it does come out in July. Um, other than that. That's all we could go with on that one. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Next up on the list is The Suicide Squad, which is coming out in August. This one only made my list due to the fact that I was not a fan of the original uh, Suicide Squad. Not a fan at all. A uh, couple reasons why. really didn't like the Joker. I thought the story was all over the place. And didn't like the whole dancing sequence that... Uh, they made the, the main villain do there in the, the subway station. <laughs> it was, for me, it was just not good as a, as a film. Could have been a lot better. Um, 
the one thing I did really enjoy from the original Suicide Squad was Harley Quinn and uh, and uh, Deadshot. They were absolutely fantastic. Um, so we are getting a rebooted cast besides Rick Flagg is staying the same and Harley Quinn is staying the same. Is anyone else coming back that's original? Uh, Captain Boomerang, they signed back on. And Amanda Waller. So, those are the originals. We do have some new faces, and by some I mean a lot. We have uh, uh, Taki Watiti, he's on... Uh, signed up for this film we have sylvester stallone is signed up for this film idris elba who is set to be apparently replacing will smith which i would have said it was replacing him but here on the character description he's known as Bloodsport instead of deadshot so i uh, don't know exactly what they're doing with that unless it is a different name i don't know exactly much about uh, DC Universe, so if someone wants to let me know about that one. Uh, Nathan Fillion, we just mentioned, he is set to be on this film. Uh, we have Michael Roker is coming on this film. Pete Davidson, John Cena, uh, Sean Gunn is coming on a lot. We have a major cast in this one, and it is set to be directed by James Gunn, who we all know Directed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Did a fantastic uh, fantastic job with that. Something came up about his past. Of course, we're not going to get into that because it's not what we're here about. Uh, something came up, uh, came up about his past and he was actually released from Marvel and Disney there. Um, who is now actually set for this movie and very excited for this one because he really doesn't, uh, doesn't let anyone down and... Apparently, from the trailer, this looks so much better than the first film. Um, I Like I said, I really didn't like the first film at all, so excited to see what uh, we do with this one. Margot Robbie comes back as Harley Quinn, who's phenomenal. You, you couldn't find a better Harley Quinn than Margot Robbie. She played perfect uh, in the first film. Uh, probably the best highlight, uh, especially compared to the Joker. Didn't like Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad. So... Very, very, very excited for this one. Um, and I believe they feel like he did such a good job on this and is doing such a good job that I believe he's actually on set to come back for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So Disney and Marvel decided to bring him back, which is, I think, very good choice on their part because if they found another director, I don't think it would have done as well as it hopefully will do. So Suicide Squad did make the list just for the fact that it is a reboot of the first one so we're hoping this one isn't a sequel we're just hoping it is a better version so that is on the list for august of 2021 i wouldn't say it's up there on my list but it is it is closer to the middle of the list definitely uh following up after that film in august we have hitman's wife's bodyguard set for august in 2021 if you don't know anything about this film, I'll quickly tell you. Uh, this is a sequel, basically, for the 2017 hit, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Um, if you didn't see it, highly recommend go watch it. It is on Netflix. It follows Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson as the main two leads in this film. 
Basically, Ryan Reynolds is working as Samuel Jackson's bodyguard, who Samuel Jackson plays Darius Kincaid, who is a hitman. And uh, Ryan Reynolds played uh, Michael Bryce. He has to protect Darius Kincaid in order to get him to a, uh, a court where he hopes to be a witness for a trial following a dictator of a country to overthrow him, get him arrested, basically put away for all the crimes he's he's done as a dictator i absolutely loved it of course it wasn't the most popular film i can see why a lot of people don't like it but i am a sucker for those films just because there's comedy in it you're featuring great to uh some of the greatest actors samuel jackson as well as uh ryan reynolds but even the story was well done uh it was well written the action was fantastic and all in all it was fantastic so in this one uh, the sequel to that, we have the hitman's wife. So in the original film, we see uh, Salma Hayek, or Hayek, who plays Sonia Kincaid, uh, Darius's wife. She is now needing uh, protection from both of them in this film, and we're going to be following that story. So very, very excited. Um, there is no set director. The rumor is Patrick Hughes, so we'll see how that goes on who they pick. It is in post-production. There is set photos you can see of them filming. Some other great actors that are in this film now, so it is slightly better. We have Morgan Freeman, who got involved, Antonio Banderas, and Tom Hopper. So another addition to this cast, as well as Frank Grillo. If you don't know who that is, he is from uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. You see him in that film the most. Um, great actor. So big cast on this one. And I'm very excited to see where this goes. We don't really know much about uh, the storyline. Just that it's hinting at she needs help. And she needs them as, their bo- as her bodyguard. And they're going to team up uh, once again to save her. That's all we know as of yet. And, and that's just an assumption. Because there is no... Um, set description on the film yet no trailer so we'll have to go off that so that's that's up on my list just because it's an underrated film that i feel should be uh more known and sadly it's not um here we go we're moving into the last few movies that i'm very excited for um two big ones uh that were one especially was set to release uh, last year, and I don't know if the one of them is, but we'll go through it. And uh, these two are definitely high up on my list, if not in top five of this thirteen list. Are these two films, especially in October of twenty twenty one? We have Morbius is set for release. This film, I saw the trailer for, and I was absolutely, absolutely stoked to watch this film last year. I was. So excited for it. It follows Michael Morbius, a doctor who suffers from a a rare blood disease. And inadvertently, he turns himself into a vampire in a misguided attempt to cure himself. This is uh, Jared Leto, who is set to play Michael Morbius. Who, of course, as I just said, he had a lot of chatter about his portrayal of the Joker in uh, the original Suicide Squad. Um, so we're hoping this is a redemption role from him. A lot of characters end up going from DC to Marvel or Marvel to DC. So it's interested to see, interesting to see how they play different characters. 
Um, I'm really hoping this is a redemption role for him. He's a fantastic actor. I just didn't like his portrayal on the Joker. It was more of a gangster feel. So we'll see how he does here. Um, I am super, super excited for this. It's one of my favorite Spider-Man villains of all time. Um, and I feel like he's underrated. A lot of people don't realize. Now, of course, he's just a vampire and everything. It's just, it's very cool to see... <clears throat> A supernatural aspect of a villain come in so we've seen like green goblin dr octopus and they're great villains uh electro all of that they're fantastic but it's just this one was so cool to me watching it in the animated series and reading about him in the comics and now seeing the trailer it's just because he's a guy who's dying he ends up trying to cure himself and he turns himself into a vampire which of course he doesn't mean to but it's just he's so cool he's he's so cool i'm so excited for this film the trailer looked absolutely fantastic so a uh, person in my opinion he's one of the the best spider-man villains of course there's so many more that are greater of course but he's he's one of the best in my opinion um and what also looks cool about this film is in the trailer we actually get a sneak peek uh, a sneak peek of michael keaton now if everyone watched spider-man homecoming michael keaton is uh the vulture and in this trailer, he is seen in what looks to be that white prison outfit he was wearing in the uh, end credit scene of Far From Home, which is insane because, as we know, Marvel and Sony have two different universes of, of Spider-Man. They've never really collided, um, which is rumored to change in this upcoming year is why 2021 is so big for film. Uh, we are set to see Morbius. And uh, apparently the vulture is going to be in it. So we'll see what happens with that. We don't know if it's just a little clip it. And if they're going to start merging. Um, I feel like that is the starting point for the merger is Morbius. Um, I feel like that's where we'll start to see universes collide finally. Um, and that leads us into one of the other movies on our list. Which we will get into after the next one. Set for November is probably top three on my list. Um, Mission Impossible number seven is coming out for November of 2021. We don't know anything about this film at all besides the director and some of the cast. That's all we could get into. I just am so excited for this film. I am a big fan of Mission Impossible. Uh, the only one I did not like is Mission Impossible 2 due to the slow motion they abused in that film. It was something that was popular in Hollywood at that point, but... They used the, uh, let me double check on the director on that one because I don't want to give you the wrong information. But they used uh, Mission Impossible 2. It was, they used John Woo, who was known to use slow motion in a lot of his films. And they abused the slow motion in this film so much uh so it's my least favorite mission impossible other than that they have been one of my favorite franchises of all time is mission impossible um they are always fantastic so we have christopher uh macquarie coming back to direct who he has done uh an oscar winning the U uh the usual suspect he's done uh mission impossible fallout the mummy uh with tom cruise uh, edge of tomorrow so he's done a lot of films with Tom Cruise, he's on, he was on set to do the screenplay for Top Gun Maverick. Um, Jack Reacher he did, uh, The Tourist, 
popular movies. He is also on set to do Mission Impossible 8, which I believe is in filming as well. So I think they're going back-to-back with those films. We're going to get seven this year and then eight next year. So they're on set to be back-to-back, which I'm so happy for. Uh, One of the best series of all time, in my opinion, and I'm so excited for this film. So Mission Impossible 7. Um, We know they've had some complications in filming. Uh, Tom Cruise has gone on record yelling at people on set, of course, for not obeying the rules and restrictions for COVID. Um, and I, I'm proud of that because, you know, he's he's passionate in his job. Um, and he doesn't want to take things lightly that I believe he's actually recently gone on record buying robots to help with safety protocols, which and some people may think that's far-fetched. I think it's, it's great. Um, He's trying to just protect everyone on set and, you know, not shut down this film that he's uh, working hard for, obviously. So I really, really am excited for this film. I'm dying to see a trailer and I'm dying to know what this film is going to be about because we know absolutely nothing about this film. Just um, some returning cast members. You got Rebecca Ferguson coming back. You've got Tom Cruise. Um, You've got Simon Pegg. You've got... Ving Rhames, uh, all coming back, as well as we have new faces such as uh, Haley Atwell, um, Vanessa, sorry, Kir- Kirby's actually coming back, and then we have a new face, um, I don't know how to say her last name, uh, Palm Clementif, if that's her name, she's from The Boys, uh, very popular, very fantastic uh, show on Prime Video, so she's set to make an appearance, is that the right chick? I think I just butchered that. Give me one second. No, I lied. I apologize completely. Um, Palm uh, Clementif is actually from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. She, play, she plays Mantis. I apologize for that when I saw the, the little picture there and, and thought it was her. It, it's not. Um, she's the female who plays uh, Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy as well as Avengers uh, Infinity War, Endgame and all that. So another fantastic actress. Anyways... Um, so big cast here, very excited for this one. I wish we knew more about this film, but, uh, there's just, of course, a couple onset photos. Um, but that's about it. Nothing, nothing really, um, spoiler wise and nothing that really tells us anything about the film. So that is that list. Now we get into two films that are on my list that we know absolutely nothing about again (laughs) um we have an untitled spider-man sequel coming out in december um so spider-man 3 directed by john watts is set to be released um this movie now is going to be insane it's the third film in marvel's now version of tom holland uh, spider-man so we have zendaya tom holland uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is set to be in this. Jamie Foxx is set to be in this. Alfred uh, Molina and reports of Andrew Garfield are supposed to be in it. Uh, Charlie Cox is supposed to be in it. And I'm going to go through who each of those are quickly. But that's all we know about this film is it's supposed to be an uh, insane cast. So we have Jamie Foxx is set to be in it who's supposed to play Max Dillon, a.k.a. Electro. Now we have seen Electro before. In The Amazing Spider-Man 2, as well as it was played by Jamie Foxx. So the rumor is they're supposed to bring in this whole multiverse now. 
because uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Doctor Strange, is in this film, and he's supposed to introduce the whole multiverse now to Spider-Man, um, which I'm I'm excited for because the cast is insane. They took two of the best villains from Spider-Man films, uh, like I said, Electro uh, from The Amazing Spider-Man. The only issue is they made him blue in that film, so I heard they're stepping away from that, which Jamie Foxx is also excited for, so we're supposed to get that, as well as... Um, Otto Octavius, Dr. Octopus, played by Alfred uh, Molina from Spider-Man 2, is set to make a release. So we're getting a fantastic villain from Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, a fantastic villain from Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and now Tom Holland, Spider-Man. So there's no main villain from that universe yet that we know of. We just know of two incredible actors who played incredible villains from a Spider-Man series are making their debut in the Tom Holland uh, universe. So now there's a couple theories here um, that of course Doctor Strange is involved. So it's supposed to be the whole multiverse. We're going to get uh, a crossover event here, uh, which is now rumored that Andrew Garfield is supposed to be on set for his version of Spider-Man as also rumors as Tobey Maguire is supposed to be involved. So there's a potential of three Spider-Mans in uh one film and that's why their villains are getting involved that's one rumor another rumor that is involved is just jamie fox did a fantastic job as electro bring him back he did a great job um don't you know ruin his villain just because the movie wasn't all that good um so that could be a reason why they're bringing back same with dr octopus he was fantastic well done in spider-man 2 um so why not bring him back um that's another theory but the main theory is just because dr strange is in this film they're going to introduce the multiverse to spider-man and i'm just really hoping it's not a way that they butcher spider-man 3 uh we've seen a spider-man 3 <coughs> sorry we see we've seen a spider-man 3 get ruined before uh with an overload of characters and sam raimi's version um which featured spider-man venom sandman um and basically harry as hobgoblin i would say he was it was an overload of characters um so i'm hoping it's not the same thing now marvel has done well in the past with an overload of characters as we've seen civil war and all the avengers we've seen it before it's just in a way the avengers were set to be an overload of characters um civil war was in a way too but they labeled it captain america civil war so it wasn't you know, a Captain America film, if you're showcasing all these characters with the same amount of screen time in a way. Um, so I really hope they don't butcher Spider-Man 3 in that aspect, but I really feel like they, they can't. Uh, Marvel's been on a, a rampage of fantastic films since Iron Man 1, so I really doubt they'll screw it up, but it's just a fear that lives in my mind just because of Spider-Man 3 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, other than that, uh, Charlie Cox, like I said, was supposed to be on set, who is Netflix's, uh, Marvel's Daredevil. Um, so he might be in the film as well. So just an overload of characters, but we don't really know much about this film. Just it's a continuation off of Spider-Man Far From Home. So where that left off is, um, if you haven't seen it, spoiler, Tom Holland's secret, sorry, uh, Peter Parker's secret comes out from Mysterio he splurges out that there's supposed to be um uh Peter Parker is who Spider-Man is and he's the bad guy um 
what is crazy about this is now they lead to the multiverse so doctor strange could be bringing in the other spider-man to show people look he's not you know spider-man there's other people there could be a lot of roots for this but we know nothing about this film just the cast and recently today there's been photos that came out showing on set um pictures which it appears it's finally back in new york we're gonna get a new york film again um and that uh, it's during Christmas time, it looks like. Now, that could just be for a couple scenes, but they were filming in Atlanta with a lot of snow, so it does look like it's around Christmas time, uh, looking to be like that. Now, like I said, it could just be like beginning of the film is around Christmas or ending of the film is about Christmas, but there was that aspect. And we also saw a picture of Tom Holland in the Far From Home suit with slight uh, tweaks. It doesn't look the same as it did before so very excited this is probably number one on the list for most anticipated because very 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 excited for this film but we'll have to wait and see for that one and last but not least um is a netflix film that we know very little about but there's no uh date on when this is supposed to be coming out we just know it's this year it is part of Netflix's, as I said earlier, uh, one film per week in 2021. <clears throat> so we know nothing about this film besides it features Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot as the three main stars of this film. Um, the Rock is, I believe, a... I believe he's a Interpol or CIA agent, one of the two. He's something in that aspect who Gal Gadot and I believe Ryan Reynolds are uh, criminals who end up working with him to find someone else. Uh, very much like the Fast and the Furious series where The Rock was a CIA agent or whoever he was, someone in the military, who then works with criminals to find more criminals. Um, very much that aspect, but we're taking a wonderful cast here. Gal Gadot is fantastic in everything she does. Um, big roles is of course in the Fast and Furious who she's worked with The Rock as well as Wonder Woman um, and then same with Ryan Reynolds who has worked with both actors before he has worked with Gal Gadot before in a couple films uh, and he's worked with The Rock in uh, Hobbs and Shaw he was a, a little filler in there so very excited to see these three work together um, that's all we know about the film there's been a little snippet but no actual trailer yet so we're waiting for that um so that's why that is last on the list, just because we know so little about this film. Everything else we know about release dates and more of a cast, but for this one, that's all we're going off of. Uh, it is on my list just because of the cast and the concept, and it's set to be an action, adventure, and comedy, so we are going to have to wait for that. So that does conclude the list of my most uh, highly anticipated films for 2021. Um other than that, um, I do know there are a bunch of TV shows as well coming out, so you will get my list for the most anticipated uh, TV shows that I'm excited for in 2021. Um, we, yeah, earlier this week, uh, WandaVision uh, had come out, so we will be getting an episode featuring that, but you will have to wait until the whole season is done. I'm not going to drop uh, an episode on each episode that comes out. Uh, we're going to wait till the first season is done, which is, I believe, mid-February. Um, so you will get an episode on that one. So that won't be on the list. 
uh, from my most anticipated shows just because it has already come out and I've already seen the first two episodes. It won't be making it on the list, but as a heads up, I was excited for it and um, it is out, but not compared to everything else that's coming out. So uh, that concludes the list of uh, my highly most anticipated films of 2021. I'd like to thank everybody for listening, uh, and please uh, leave me a message or comment on what your most excited film is for this year. I'm excited to hear what you guys are most excited for. There is a report of 89 films, so we have a lot to go off of, and uh, I'm really excited to hear what yours are. So thanks for everyone for for stopping by, and uh, we'll see you next time.